Morning, good afternoon, evening, everybody. Uh, we're back. It's football from across the pond. Even and all, we're back with Craig and Sam. How you doing, boys? Thank you. Good, yeah. Good. good. Week two of the we're, we're deep into the postseason. I mean, we haven't had a chance to catch up over the the end of the season and uh, through the holiday period, and things have all changed. And teams are who we're expecting to still be hanging around and talking about aren't. Unfortunately, Craig, from your side, uh, Sam, uh, you know, from your position, you're kind of just glad the season's over and it's time for a rebuild. And the good news on the coaching front, maybe on your side, is is, is the the best news that you could have had in the last few weeks. How are you feeling after the end of the season and, and into the playoffs? Um, I mean, I, to part of me is like I, I get to enjoy the playoffs, which is great from my perspective. Obviously, with the Rams not being in it, there's none of that sort of pain anxiety. and suffering of having to, yeah, anxiety, anxiety, you know, yeah. having to watch your team play. But yeah, it's, I mean, obviously the biggest news is that we've had is McVeigh coming back, which I think is going to be massive I mean I think I've said it all the way through even when people were saying oh, he's going to retire I was like he's going to stay he's going to come back another year and he has and I think we've taken up the option of Matt Stafford for next year so again he's coming back um, the only issues now we're waiting on is um, Jalen Ramsey to make his decision there was a very bizarre sort of cryptic tweet about it potentially being his last he didn't want that's mm-hmm. not how he wanted to go out we don't know if that means that's not it how he means he's coming back. Yeah. Is that how he wants to end his career? Um, and what did you think about the Aaron Donald from? Did you see? Well, I mean, that's a weird one because he's he he put former Rams in his Instagram bio, bio yeah. But then he's now removed it, and it just says former Pitts. I think former Pittsburgh. Pitts number ninety three or what ninety seven or whatever number he is. And yeah, I think his said, college. He talks about his college and his pit college yeah. or something, doesn't it? But he did um, say former NFL, a uh, former defensive end for the NFL yeah, Rams. And now it just know. says DL ninety nine. But I don't know if that means former pits and his number and DL. There's no and mm. there, so we don't know what that is. But so that one's that's probably going to rumble on throughout the whole of the off season now for us. But hopefully he'll come back. I think. I mean, mm. we've we've done all right without him, but we've noticeably missed him still, which is a bit of a yeah. I mean, any team, any team would miss a player of that caliber, no matter what. You know, even as you say, you may have plugged the gap or, or papered over it, but you're still going to miss a, a, a player of that quality. Any team would miss, no matter who they are. Craig, you finally, finally. I mean, they clung on. I know you wanted almost the season to be done two or three weeks beforehand, but they clung on right to the very last game. So, a Rod is still hanging around. There's still the shadow, and I've just seen a headline on nfl.com about you know he still thinks he can win another mvp how are you feeling at the end do you feel that you you deserve to get in even though it was a bit last last gasp or do you think it kind of how it ended up is pretty much fair if you can't beat the lines at home and you don't deserve to get in it's it's that simple you know and the the lines weren't a bad team but if you can't at home then you don't in a must win game You know, it's, it's one of those ones. It's a hope that kills you, Gary. You know how it uh, always is, isn't it? They win the four games in the run-up. You get yourself into a one in your in situation. You know, the whole week I was quite relaxed about it. I didn't think, you know, it was going to be fine and we'll win that game and we'll go, hey, then, then I'll start worrying about San Francisco. And it's what, you know, and, you're, and you, you build yourself up. You build, and, you know, Sam's just saying, you know, I can sit back and enjoy the playoffs. And so can I, can I now... 
but I didn't enjoy the weekend there to the point where I was still that annoyed about the week before. I barely watched it the weekend there. You know, I couldn't bring myself to put it on television. I tried. I watched some of it, but I just couldn't bring myself couldn't, to watch You couldn't buy in. I think the big difference was was that you were nearly there, whereas we were completely out. We knew we weren't. Exactly, that's it. You know, I'll sit back and enjoy it now. You know, that's kind of I've had the I've had the week of we're not here, Mm. and now I'll sit back and and enjoy it. You know, but the last thing, and it's going to be the whole entire summer's going to be about Aaron Rodgers again, again, again. And it's very, 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 very tiresome. And that I am absolutely dreading more than anything else. I can't. can't lie, you know. I mean, it's about Aaron Rodgers already in the playoffs are still on. Yeah. You know, it's already started, isn't it? I mean, there's and yeah. and, and the you know we're talking about that that only as you say the first round's done. TV twelve, you know, on a similar nature from the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers discussion. Now that he's his season's done in Tampa Bay, it, I, I know even though we're still in it and we've still got a chance to go all the way and all that sort of stuff, that it's already starting. Yeah, the yeah. talk of Tom comes back to the bay for one last fling. Come on, he can't retire until he comes back. It's like, come on, we're we we've got a winning yeah. team. We've got who yeah. we need. We we're not going to go and free agency splurge on. Yes, potentially the, is, the greatest quarterback and all that sort of stuff. But he's forty five he, and he had a shocker. But he's yeah. also going to want that big contract, his final contract. And at the end of the day, you've 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 spunked your big contract on getting McCaffrey in. He's the star yeah. now. You've got, you've you've managed to find out of nowhere, a, a potentially a years on quarterback in in Brock mm-hmm. Purdy when we don't know how he's going to perform against maybe some of the. You've still got the family silver of uh, Trey Lance to come yes, back. Like, yeah. don't right, you've you've got you've got Trey Lance. You've got Brock Purdy. You've still technically at the moment got Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. Like yeah. you've got three quarterbacks who all of all of which could make a, a claim to be the number one quarterback. Do you really then need to then insert Brady into that? Like the drama that comes with that is just yeah. yeah. I just I, I hate as soon as it, you just as a, as a Niners fan, it's it's one of those like the, like the A Rod stuff in Green Bay. It, it's like a bad penny that just rolls around. You know it's coming. There's nothing you can do about it, and here it comes. As soon as the playoffs are out, as soon as he's done then it, it starts rolling around again but as you say from a Niners perspective we've got two guys on rookie contracts so cheap doing well you know as you say the, the Trey Lance one we sold the house for him got the silverware and all that sort of stuff and we haven't seen him so we can't jettison that we can't just throw that away without at least giving it a go why would you need to add the drama of all the, the Tom Brady story and all that to to a team which I don't it doesn't I mean, it's full of stars, but it's not full of stars in a weird way. You know, that some great players in there, but nobody it doesn't is need the face, Brady. doesn't it? It doesn't need Brady. It's, like it's if, not if, like a screaming need. If we were talking about maybe, I don't know, two, three years ago, then yeah, you probably yeah. are looking at probably needing Brady. Mm-hmm. But now you've got the fact that you've got a, a system that works well with rookie quarterbacks. Shows that you it need to then need bring it. in a vet who's going to basically cost a lot of money want to play his way not the, the scheme way mm-hmm. so you're going to have to change your offense to match his liking you run the ball too yeah. much as well you've run the ball far too much for brady As, yeah. i mean how many it was ridiculous amount of passes he attempted uh, last night against Dallas. Yeah. 70 or something like that they attempted that's 
that's not how San Francisco play. Yeah, and that's yeah, and it's just not not designed for that. And as you say, Sam, the, the design and the scheme and everything has come to the fore this year with you know the three quarterbacks we've had to run through to get to where we are. So why would a, a big star? And we need to we need the money to pay for the other stars on our yeah. team. You know, Bosa needs money. Many of the others will need you know contract renewals and stuff. And it's great to be in a position to have you know, potentially two winners, if you like, but certainly a playoff winning rookie quarterback who's come through and, and been tested in the fire and all that sort of stuff, that all the stories about Brock, you know, and Trey, who seems to have a higher ceiling potentially than what Brock has got, which is, I think, what everyone keeps saying. I've never seen it, but, you know, that's what everyone keeps saying. On two rookie deals, which are team-friendly, the last thing we need is a big superstar to come in and say, I want it this way and play like I yeah, want to play. It upsets the apple cart. You don't need that. Yeah. It, it, I don't want to obviously try and, I suppose, making parallels between um, sort of our, our, in, the English football game, but it's like the, the whole Ronaldo situation. But it's exactly that. Like that. You have, he's, he's a great player and he's one of the world's best players in, or in the, obviously in Brady's case, the GOAT, I suppose. But bringing in that player brings, although it brings in the revenue, although it brings in the, the, the excitement, and the it romance of the rest of it, because mm. you then start thinking, oh, we're going to have to play to his way. We're going to have to do it that way. We're going to have to. He's always going to be in the spotlight, and then you have the likes of, you know, Debo and and that that are just going to Caffrey and Bosa and all that sort of you know, Kittle and all the stars that are happy to be, you know. And that's what's good, as you say, about the, the locker room. Almost, it, it's a locker room full of really big names, but they're all happy to be in locker room in the cog and the wheel and work together. Whereas somebody like Mr. Brady comes in and the main man, then the rest of them are slightly overshadowed. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. And also, he can't wear 12 at the 49ers. So, you know, what's he going to do there? Um, yeah, obviously... Wear a random number. <laughs> well, yeah, given a random number. But TB12 is his trademark, isn't it? And that'd be interesting. But obviously, with Johnny not being here, we, we it would be remiss of us not to kind of touch on the fact that possibly the shock of the wildcard round was his Giants knocking... Well, uh, I want to say it's probably the shock of the wildcard round, but yeah, also it's it's also the Vikings and it's as Craig as you've called them all the way through the most fraudulent ten and fourteen, eleven and four, twelve and fourteen, whatever they ended up on the record at the end, they were always you know one game away from implosion or one game away from getting it wrong or whatever. Because I think you know as they got in with was it a minus three point differential or something insane. Yeah. The most one, the most, uh, the most one score wins in NFL history. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, or inside one score wins, you know. And th- I mean, they were the, there was there's no getting away from it. But you know, they were at home, and the offense is quite potent, you know. And it's it was the the biggest shock of the weekend. Cause there wasn't many shocks, but um, but yeah, it wasn't the biggest surprise in the world to see the Giants win and take them because the Giants have done that this year. They've, they've won games that they shouldn't have won. You know that they, they turn up when they're not supposed to. Didn't they beat the Eagles? Weren't one of the only teams that beat the Eagles? No, that was the Commanders, no, wasn't it? They've not beaten the Eagles. They've, they've, the Commanders they've got sweeped the by Eagles. the Eagles and they got sweeped by the the Cowboys this year. But oh, sure. I think the one thing about the, the Giants, and I think it, it was quite refreshing to see because obviously coming into the season, I mean Daniel Jones got a lot of stick. Yeah, a lot of stick for being the, the quarterback there. People were talking about him potentially being traded away. And we got to see, I suppose, maybe the real Daniel Jones in that game against the Vikings. You know, someone mm-hmm. who... Because he hasn't had the weapons 
on offense realistically. Yeah. I mean, he's had to heavily rely on Barkley this year, and even in that game, I suppose he did. But he was also able to to get his rushing game going. I think he threw. Three hundred yards, a couple yeah. of touchdowns and seventy yards rushing or something, wasn't it? Yeah, so so you had a good game. Yeah. The Vikings did roll out the red carpet for him though, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he'll get quite as much sort of freedom of uh, Philadelphia when he walks in there uh, next no, week. I, I mean you the look of the players that come steaming through that defensive line at him, he'll uh, he'll need yeah. to be he'll definitely need to be on his gates, wouldn't he? But, Barkley has been back to his brilliant best, though, that, and that's what's. I mean, he really has picked them up, thrown them up. Like you say, Sam Jones has had no overall targets at wide receiver, you know, and you can tell by how many times he switched that about. He had a couple of games with Wondell Robinson before he disappeared, and this Hodgkins has come in. James had a couple of games where he was involved, but it's all yeah. different names constantly. So it's been Barkley's thrown that offense on his shoulders and he's carried that and he's carried it very well to be fair to him. And, he's and he's to definitely fair, back to as I say, and, and to be fair, his his their defense, I think was it the week they played the Eagles, I think it was week four or something like that. Very early on. And they lost they got absolutely decimated by the Eagles. But when you look at the players they didn't have on, on defense in that yeah. game and they've got them all back now. This, it yeah, could, Thibodeau's come, started to come through, hasn't he, and stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a different game than the one. I mean, obviously, because the, the last game they played was just a dead rubber. It was just a formality yeah. of getting players fit and all of that. And so this, I think this game, although I, I still think the Eagles will win, I, it wouldn't totally surprise me if the Giants... Hung them. around, yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be surprising if they hung around and it was close for three and a half quarters or whatever. But you know, I think, as you say, the Eagles probably still definitely favourites. But you know, I think for the Giants to get where they are with a one-dimensional team, and as you say, it's pretty one-dimensional. Is give it to Saquon because you can't throw it to yeah every wide receiving call because you look at it and you go who or who. Who are you gonna and then, and now even their number one receiver make you know a howling drop towards the end of the game. I don't know if you saw it. It was like all he needed to he was nobody was around him. He was literally in 10, 15 yards of space all around him. Just had to catch it, get the first down, game was done, and dropped it. So it's like that's that's the number one receiver they had. So I should imagine Johnny at that point had his head in his hands and just thought, Oh my god, they've gone and blown it and He's probably praying for Kenny Galladay at that point, <laughs> which says it, which literally says it all for that team of Angels. Yeah, so you know, so for Jones to be, you know, he's from a scoring perspective, fantasy football wise, I think he's he's done surprisingly he's well. Yeah, he's in the top he, ten, nine or ten. So you know, with nothing to been, throw at, that's been boosted with a lot of massive games. He's also had quite a few poor tough, games. Tough, as Kind of, he's the kind of for me. He looks like he's going to be that kind of uh, Joe Flacco type quarterback, you know, where if he's got a real good team around him, they'll yeah. he 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 makes very very good players look good, you know, look very good. But mm. if he's got kind of when he's got the substandard around him, you know, he, what's, he plays what's, the he plays like, the standard around him, doesn't he? That's yeah, it, that, know, that's it. exactly. And they've done. They're another team. To be fair, I mean, we talk about the Vikings doing that and getting just over the line and stuff. But they were another team. They were another team that won a lot of close games that could have went either way, you know. Hmm. And and they've fallen over the line one way or another. And you know, 
it doesn't happen by accident, you know. If you if you continually get the wins, that, that, that there's good calls being made at the right times, you know. You're playing the right plays at the right, and you're pulling them off. Yeah, I think eventually, going, eventually going, you're going, run out on you. Going back to our sort of conversation before, we were going through the, uh, you know, all the different awards that are the regular season awards. I I I think looking at it now and where the position they are, obviously Dan Cobble did a great job, but Brian Brian Dayball, I think is going to get it and I think he deserves it mm-hmm. I, think uh, I don't know Doug Peterson I think is going to I still think Doug Peterson for the job he's doing at the Jags is going to be I mean yeah he's, he's in with a shout I just think what Dable's done in terms of because he's not had because he's first year off, it's, it's his first year as first well year, mm-hmm. the offence has been limited in terms of the players he's had to put in obviously he's got mm-hmm. Bellinger back who I think is going to be a quality tight end yeah, there, for them. Um, but yeah I think it's the job that he's managed to do with the players that he's had available and still managed to get them in the playoffs in a division where he got swept as well. When you think about yeah. it, you've got, I mean, you had the Eagles. I mean, there's the, three teams of that division still in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. so, yeah. you know, for the fact he's still there and still knocking around is impressive, yeah. So, I, I Yeah, it's going to be, he's definitely in with a shout, as you say. He's got to be, you know, getting the, one of the highest A-plus marks of his year of first-year coaching, but, you know. Whether or not he's in there with, you know, a shout for winning the whole thing, I can't see why not. But I still think Doug Peterson might get it from the, the Jags because of the, the hot mess that the Jags were. Completely, you know, at least, at least the Giants were. going to be there as well. I mean, because of how well the Eagles have done and what he's. But he's the only argument I have for Sirianni is he got given every single weapon that he could ever want. Yes. And it kind of just worked out for him. Yeah. yeah. Kind of just plugged it in and gone, eh, there you go. You guys are all good enough to work it out, but as you're right, Dable's kind of done wonders with a very limited staffing and resourcing. He's not got those big name stars. He's certainly, you know, on offense, he needs a lot of help. And it'll be interesting to see what they do after being as successful as they have been. They're going to have to. They are all teams in the NFC East are going to have to go big in in terms of free agency and where they go now because that is that is now like one of the toughest divisions after looking at it from this year. So they're all going to have to strengthen in areas. So that will be interesting to see how they go. I mean, obviously, touching on the Niners, it was a it was a lot closer for the first half than I expected. Um, well, you were behind in the first half, so yeah, I would say that was a bit closer than you expected. Or bonehead, not. absolute yeah. bonehead play from Jimmy Ward at the end of the first half, which you know gave Jeez, them basically that was, that was a free three points. Uh, why, why mean, you do that? It's it's Jimmy Ward. Quite, you yeah. do it because he's, you're Jimmy Ward, and he's, he has a tendency and a history of doing it. But it's one of those ones where if it was any player was going to do it, it was going to be him. But it was almost like you know the final nail in Jimmy Ward's. 49er career is that that's 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 it you know he's he's definitely not getting a new contract after this year he yeah. wants he wants a fortune anyway and he's and he's just not been up to scratch you know he, he hasn't even managed to win his starting job back at safety from a guy we picked up from the you know the the bears in week two or three or whatever else and and the second year in hufanga who's splashy definitely splashy but he's you know he's he's not a good safety his eyes a lazy he, he he looks in the backfield a lot he looks for those big plays a lot and i think he, he's got caught out a couple of times but the fact that even that even with all of that jimmy ward is still only playing sort of slot or kind of an extra body and it shows that he's he's not trusted and you know with that bonehead play that could have could have actually really changed things because you know we were up 
momentum, whatever else. Yes, we'd gone in at the half. We were leading, like, I think we were two points up at the time. And then, you know, we were going to get the ball back. So potential for him to go and, you know, almost, you know, change momentum by such a stupid play. You know, it's just in a way, you were lucky that that happened at the end of the first half, not the end of the game. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's the only saving grace. But I do think that second half, I think the ref started the the refereeing, the officiating was a bit there was some unnecessary involvement of calls that I think you know, where you had players that were being ineligible men downfield. It's like it picked that times two or three times on the same number six on the same play, but the thing is, it was. It was at the two-yard mark. I know they they can only go a yard, but a lot of the time, you see in it's, three, four yards they're down the field, yeah. they don't call it. And to pick him up twice, I mean, to be fair, you could say that, well, if he's done it once, don't do it again. But, I mean, but he, he, was wandering, he was wandered so far. See, when you've seen it in the replay, I mean, literally just took a couple of steps forward after snapping the ball at some point. Yeah. Why are yeah. you walking forward? Don't, yeah, It's literally come stand up. Then go forward, right? You at least you at least show a little bit of willing. But I also think, you know, on that front, I wonder, and I do think that the officiating got tighter after the Debo leg pull twisty when it all kicked that off was, a little bit. That was that was a very that was that was a very rivalry thing to do. That's all. Yeah, that was, it was, was, it was a narky divisional rivalry type of thing to do. And then because it all kind of pushed and shoved and handbags came out and everything else, I think the refs then kind of thought. We've kind of let a lot of stuff go. And they did let a lot of stuff go. There were a lot of late hits. There were a lot of out-of-bounds stuff. There were a lot of things that normally you would have gone, ah, you know, some pulling and chubbing and tugs and whatever else that they got away with, you know, letting them play out type thing. And I think then they kind of... Was there a hit in that first half where it would have been helmet to helmet? I don't know if it was your match or if it was another match where it would have been helmet to helmet, but the ball was right in the way. Yeah, I I see that like... He hit yeah. the ball rather than his helmet. That could have been obviously very dangerous, but he was yeah. lucky that the ball was there. That was that could have been there. That wasn't there. That wasn't there. That wasn't there. That wasn't That wasn't there. That That wasn't there. That wasn't there. That wasn't That That I think we've lost. We've lost Craig. I think, I think we've lost Craig. Just, oh, oh, yeah, I'm back. Oh, right. yeah, there you think, go. Right. I think Puppy done very, very well. I thought Puppy was fantastic. You know, he done what he had to do. Yes, he maybe made a couple of mistakes in the, you know, especially in the first half. But mm-hmm. I thought he handled himself very, very well. It pains me to say it, but I thought he handled himself very well. Yeah. And, those, uh, those those first half were just it was playoff jitters. You know, yeah. he, he was. I think you look at some of the plays that he was trying to do, he was forcing things, he was mm. doing things that I think outside of his comfort zone in, in his first playoff game was doing. And I think once he got himself settled and he was bringing McCaffrey into the game, he was finding his outlet in George mm. Kittle, like he was just doing everything that he would then do in a normal game. And I think, yeah. it's, I mean, I always think that the one thing that I, I with any rookie quarterback, a good tight end. Makes it and that's what I mean. Having someone like Kittle as an outlet is just yeah. And that's where the the embarrassments of Richmond riches for um, us comes in, as you say. A good tight end is a great safety net, but a good tight end and a great running back, who's you know a utility back. I mean, you know, it's a win-win scenario. If if Kittle's not open, McCaffrey's going to be open. 
and then if those two, you know, it's it, it opens up the field for everything. And it was an int- I thought it was an interesting start that Shanahan's you know schemed in because there were a couple of big splashy plays that early on. I mean, especially you know the first one early on, which was a whiff. I don't know where that you know the ball was nowhere near any of our receivers or anything. Could have been a horrible start. Could have gone straight to a different you know a Seahawks player or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was, it just seemed a bit unusual to go in almost quite as aggressive with that you know with a with a rookie qb last pick of the trial order blah 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 first playoff game all that you had a thought if he's going to do you know go big with some passing early on it's going to be screens it's going to be short little in and out you know, hit the guys gets into rhythm not bomb it down the field and go for the yeah, big splashy yeah. plays but you know as you say jitters were there it was like it, it was in a weird way finally get to see the jitters and the nerves and some of the the bits from Brock Purdy that you would have expected to see maybe in one or two of his other games it was yeah. this was the you know those were the exactly the type of stuff you would expect to see a first year rookie quarterback in his first playoff game at home do the yeah. fact as you say he he got over it got himself you know settled got his mind back into it and started to go back to the stuff that was been working the stuff that he's done and showed you know didn't turn the ball over, I suppose. That's the one main, you know, the massive plus point is he didn't turn the ball over. He, yeah. he threw for three TDs and didn't turn the ball over. And then that, you know, you're always going to win if you don't turn the ball over in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think the, as well, the thing that... about Purdy as well, you've got to remember, you know, that's all very, you know, a rookie who's coming in and maybe not starting at the beginning of the season, but he will already at the start of the season be thinking, you know, I might be involved if we get to the playoffs here. You know, they can get themselves into a mindset of that's what yeah. I'm going into this season. I mean, Purdy's going into that season thinking, I'm just delighted I've got a number. You know, yeah. he's not even thinking about playing in the playoffs, you know. He's so not, at the beginning of the year, he was still trying to, you know, he was, will he even be in the team, let alone will he, you know, be playing or anything? Because, you know, we had five quarterbacks, in, you know, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He's managed to beat out, you know, some quarterbacks who've played in the league before, you know, and get the third position and, and play. And it's weird thinking about it, you know, he the fact that he was our third QB and had to go out and play the, you know, whatever it's the, the practice squad and have to be the team's that you know play like the other the other guy's quarterback has to play maybe you know it's done in the world of good it's you know it showed him up to you know the stuff that he has to face and you know as I said Fred Warner and, and some of the defensive players on our side have come out and said they've got no worries and they don't worry about him he's been playing against the best defense in the league all season well that's the and thing you, know, you look at it you think that's not a bad thing you know it's not a bad way of training is it if you're playing against the number one defense but only since about what week nine or ten or something like that. Before that, he wouldn't have been anywhere near them. Yeah, he, he would have not been. He would have been playing with the twos and the threes and stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's the... when we talked about sort of, I think it was probably was it week twelve or that, and we were talking about when the when you get to the playoffs, do you use do you go back to Jimmy if he's available or do you stick with Brock? Mm-hmm. I think you've it's, got to stick with Brock. A job's done. Yeah. No, that, that's not even a decision now. That is yeah. that can't be a decision now. Jimmy comes back and Jimmy takes the clipboard and takes over Jimmy Johnson's role. Absolutely fine. Got no problem with him being the backup. And I don't yeah. think I don't think Jimmy would expect to come in, and none of the team would expect him to you know walk in and I'm your starting QB. I've been off for you know scooting around on a scooter with a with a broken foot for the last eight weeks but i'm just going to stroll into the championship game and take over yeah. nobody in their right mind would allow that but having no, him as a backup was a great position yeah yeah 
it'll be interesting come the off season and come next you know next time round or whatever else. Is it a camp battle for the QB one slot? Probably it has to be. You can't not give Brock a, a fair shot at it now. So I, 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 I think I still am convinced Jimmy's gone. I think he's going to the Jets. Yeah. I don't know why. I've, I've just had this mindset that he's going to the Jets. And uh, I think he's going to the Commanders. I think he'll end up in Washington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a shout because they're not happy with Wentz or Heineke. Well, Heineke they don't seem too. Well, they, they, they quite liked Howell when he started playing that last game. Yeah, he, he played that well. last game, but yeah, I, I can see I, can, I see Jimmy going to Washington, the capital. That's just, I just I just think with with how problematic the Jets are at the moment in terms of their QB, obviously they've pretty much given up on Zach Wilson. Um, and yeah. I mean, Mike White's done all right when he's come in, but if you had the yeah, choice, they need of, if they had the choice of Wilson, White or Jimmy, I the think Jets are going to the Jets, they don't like to see uh, the, to see quarterbacks who they've given up on go and do well elsewhere. And I think that's a problem for Zach Wilson. I think they might just stick with them for a wee while longer, just in case he does become what Just in case he, he does might. turn good, yeah. If he ends up going away somewhere else and thriving, they'll, you know, the, the fans will go absolutely crazy. Because yeah, then suddenly it's on the coaches, and suddenly it's on the organisation again, and suddenly it's you know whatever. You yeah. know, and they, they bring in a Derek Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know they maybe make it scrape into the playoffs and lose straight away, and you know nothing mm-hmm. happens. And two years' time, Zach Wilson's in the championship game, you know, and they're looking going, ah, that should have been us. Should been us. Be interesting to see that, but yeah, I mean, I I thought Jimmy to the Jets was a nail, you know. Stonewall was definitely going to happen, but then Derek Carr's now in the mix, and Carr to New York is another another story. Jimmy to I, Vegas, who knows? You know, I, there's, I, I, there's I, so many free agencies quarterbacks. There's, this year there's a lot of teams needing a quarterback as well at the moment. There's a lot of teams who can upgrade in a quarterback, not necessarily absolutely needing, but there's a lot of teams that could easily upgrade in a quarterback. And there are and, see, and, and I've got no quite, and you know, I. Wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy went with D'Amico to the Colts or wherever Ryan's yeah. goes. There's another link there. Hopefully, it's out of the NFC and it's on the other side. But you know, I I'd imagine that you know if D'Amico goes and takes on a head coaching job, he might want that safe set of hands that he knows Jimmy is and can lead a, a team. I mean, you especially know. if they're then going to then potentially draft a quarterback, they're going to potentially need someone like Jimmy to be that starter and, you know do something similar to what has happened in um in atlanta with mario to be in there and then uh, taking over i think probably what you've seen with um uh it was the other one that started um and suddenly well didn't start but then came in that's um, true I mean, you've seen you've seen guys like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you know, made a career. You know, Tyrod Taylor, they've made a career out of going and, and being the starting quarterback when a team's just drafted a, a rookie and holding mm-hmm. down the fort until the rookie's ready, and then you know, being unleashed. They've made a career out of it. There's there's a very good job to be had there. You know, if you're willing to do the moving about and the sh- shipping here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, you would, as you say, eighteen months to two years in one place, and go there and you know I mean, bring the guy on and move on and do the same. I can Money see that there. in Jimmy G's career now. To be honest, could could you see somewhere someone like like Jimmy going to potentially going like somewhere like the Dolphins, where 
we don't know really what's going to happen with Tua. I mean, mm-hmm. he is. I think Brady's going to go to Dolphins for one last shake. I think. I don't think. Be- I don't think he can. Not after this year, and not after the hoo ha with the Dolphins tapping him up and everything. I don't yeah. think he can go there. Not. Yeah, that that's all been punished and done and dusted now. Though you know, it's it's one of those ones. He's a free agent now. I, I can still see him ending up in Miami. He's building a blooming eco-friendly house in Miami for good. <laughs> You know, he's, he's not leaving the he's, state. Let's face he's, it. And he's, I think he's set out to take over a, a stake in the Dolphins as well or something, isn't he? I think he's going to yeah, end up being... I think that, that, one last shake there. I think I wouldn't... It wouldn't surprise me if the Dolphins took on a veteran quarterback just mm-hmm. in case there isn't mm-hmm. ever the... Because, I mean, he's had... He's been in two concussion pro- protocols this year already. Pretty bad Three, ones, Three, three, isn't it? For possibly three. Oh, no, the first one the first one wasn't concussion. So Yeah, uh, it I mean, wasn't yeah. an official, but let's be honest, it was. So it he's had potentially yeah. two official, one unofficial. One. Yeah. If he takes another one at the start of next year, that could be his career over. And and yeah. They've no sign, they've no paid him yet. Mm-hmm. Are they going to, and they're going to have to pay him. If not this year, they're at least going to have to do the fifth-year option this year. Yeah. You know, and that that's expensive. So they might just turn around and say, you know, well, I mean, they were nearly done last year. They went shopping for Watson, yeah. so they weren't convinced on to it. And uh, he looked okay in times this year. He did. He looked pretty decent. He, he looked he looked good when he wasn't getting smacked to the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looked but, good before that first unofficial back injury. Whatever he was, yeah. you know, he was on fire. You know, he was MVP discussions and all that sort of stuff. That's gone out the window, and you know. It, it'll it be interesting. I think you're right. It wouldn't surprise me that they bring in a steady hand you know, to maybe, be there just in case. Maybe not someone like Jimmy, but it might be someone, you know, like, I don't know, Carson someone Wentz. like a Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, you yeah, know, right. just one of those sort of journeyman. Journeyman's still doing the, doing the Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah, role. just to kind of, because I mean, but then saying that, they, they could decide to stick with Kyler. I mean, he hasn't done terribly when he's been, when he's been called up. And they have yeah, not going to win a Super Bowl with them, though, is it? That's the thing. That, that, yeah. they, 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 everywhere else, they are kind of, if not Super win Bowl ready, they're very yeah. close to being. Yeah. yeah Ty, with Tyreek Hill, they're Waddle, decent running backs and stuff. Mm. T- t- the def- and they're young. They, they've had just as many draft picks as you see the Jets and stuff of late. You know, they are all young. They're cheap, mm-hmm. you know, in the main, you know, the, the, especially the defence. And it's uh, you know they've got they've got some room to manoeuvre and they've got draft picks as well. But could they, as as I suppose, as a a left field option and maybe a big big coup, could they go and get Lamar Jackson? Well, you know, and then trade away to her. Um, can he trade it? I don't know. Where, you know, would he? Would anyone? Would any other team take to her it, with all of the potential risk factors? True, but at the same time, if you can bring in Lamar Jackson, put him on a big deal, give him those weapons, that's a a Super Bowl move. I think whoever picks up Lamar Jackson, selling himself down the river, I really do. I I think he's almost finished already, you know? I think Lamar's going to Vegas, to be honest. I think it's a Vegas thing. They were talking, there was a talk of the, um, the Bears potentially trading yeah. their first round pick and fields for That's Lamar and the Ravens first round pick. Now really? that would be a weird trade because I, I I actually you saw a, a good bit of fields. He was starting to look really good. Very Lamar Jackson esque. 
Yeah. He Fields just needs a few more weapons around him, and yeah. you know, he just to stretch he needs, the field. He a needs bit. Darnell, Darnell Mooney fit, and he needs one other reliable wide receivers. Bringing someone like, you know, bringing a net that edge rusher, probably think they're looking at Jalen Carter or Will Anderson as their first round. As the first, I mean, pick. they are now sitting pretty. They can they can sweep the draft by trading backs. They don't need to go. They don't they, need to go. Got, they've got over a hundred million in cap yeah. space. They've yeah. got. You know they've got the first round pick. They're they're basically in control of the whole of what happens in the draft and what in the off season and everything. As they are sitting in you know the driver's position, it's all yeah. what the Bears do has gonna is gonna have such a knock on effect to so many teams. Because as you and, say, you know if the Bears trade back from the number one pick to a quarterback needy team, get a haul of picks, strengthen the defense, get a decent wide receiver, suddenly they go from being you know worst team in the north to you know craig's gonna to have to be definitely looking over his shoulder i mean do, do they look at someone like do they maybe look towards someone like the seahawks who gino i don't think i don't i honestly if, it, if i was the seahawks i wouldn't be looking at signing on gino for another year because he's, he's free agent now coming up mm. he's done okay but he's not done great seahawks realistically they have two picks coming into this season could they potentially trade up and get you know, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud in the first pick, send away a few other picks that they picked up from getting rid of Russ. And, mm. you know, they can drop down to the fifth pick and bring in... Well, they've know, got, they've got the fifth pick, though, haven't they? That's what they've got. Which, why would you... That's, that's, I don't know if there's enough of a step up for them. Yeah. I mean, they, but, well, they, well, they, might, they might, you know, they might decide, you know, there's there's options there. But I think, you know, realistically, what what the Bears need is probably like oh, say defense. defensive players, a few offensive linemen and and some weapons, but the weapons yeah. they can pick up in the in, okay, no, in free agency, the as you say, if they've got the cap space, but yeah, yeah they yeah. need the bodies they need those fit bodies in the O line and defence to kind of shore that bit up. Yeah. But yeah, the Bears are the scariest team going into this off season. There's no getting away from it. And you know, with, with the cap space that they, they they own they own the free agency and they own the draft. So, I mean, if they don't come out next year, a pretty tidy team, then, you know, there's, there's, yeah. there's but it is the basically, you know, yeah. they've yeah. got absolutely everything chucked at them. And if they can't make a success of that, then they never will. You know, this, 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 this is their chance to get it's some. Perfect, it's yeah. their perfect. It's, it was almost like how, you know, when, when Dolphins had to do their big, massive rebuild, mm. this is their yeah. chance to do that. That exactly the, the the Browns as well. They've had they've had three or four chances. The Jaguars have had three or four chances, you know. But yeah. this is this is the biggest chance I've ever really seen. You know, I've never seen a team coming into it who owns free agency as much as the Bears do with their cap space and who own the draft with where they sit and what they've got. Especially and, with some of the actual free agents that are going to be available as well. I mean, yeah. even looking at sort of the running back position, I mean Realist. I mean, to be fair, Barkley's probably going to get picked up by the the Giants and pay oh, yeah, a massive be. amount. But Josh Jacobs, well, is, Josh Jacobs is available. I know that there's a lot of question marks. That he's just playing for a contract, but he's still a quality running running back. There are plenty of wide receivers that are going to be potentially free. You know, I don't even think of that. I mean, that it, but uh, Montgomery's a decent enough running back. You know, I think Montgomery's fine. I don't think they need to do anything there. And they've got one. One piece of the puzzle in Claypool, I think. I still think he can be a, a very good player yeah. for them. You know, they just need a couple of really big, you know, or one really big wide receiver name 
You know, one really big one that's going to grab you your, you know, 100 catches plus every year. They're going to get you 1,000 yards year in, year out. They need that. I mean, Cole Komet, tight end, he looks like he might be something. He's a a potential, isn't he? He can polish up and probably get better. But, yeah, I think you're right. They need a big-name wide receiver, and then they just need some decent big boys on the line to kind of give Justin Fields the opportunity to either hit those receivers or keep him upright in the pocket long enough or to actually, you know, provide a run game where they can lean on the run game and then they don't potentially need big-name wide receivers because the ones they've got are adequate enough if your run game works. Yeah, but at the moment, game, just, yeah. and, and at the moment yeah. nothing works in that front line for the, the Bears other than letting everybody through. And, and I still think they've got to replace Roquan Smith. Yeah, well, that too. They let yeah. him go, didn't they? And I think that, you know, that was a big hole that they didn't really fill. So yeah. I think, you know, he could potentially be, they could be potentially looking at that, that sort of defensive position. It's, it's one of those, I'm actually sitting praying to do something really, really stupid, like give up really the Lamar Jackson or something like that, you know, and go after something, you know. Yeah, do something really dumb like that, you know, or trade out the, you know, trade out the first and get next to nothing for it. So I really, that's my hope at the moment is to do something dumb. Is that only because but that's your, that's your... potentially be at the bottom of the pile? That's exactly. Yeah. Packers are at the bottom of the pile now. Let's face it, Rogers or well, no at least you're still touching. At least you're still in touching distance. But if the Bears do something right in the off season, you could be. Cut adrift quite quickly. The, the, the lines are going in the right direction, you know. And my, my only hope is that the Vikings stay the Vikings and, you know, do what speaking, they're doing right now, which Speaking is of the Vikings, we might as well talk about, you know, talk about the the Vikings being the Vikings. The Chargers were the Chargers, you know, the Chargers oh, out charge of themselves, didn't they? I mean, that was just how can you be 27 nil up and not close the game out, you know? Run the ball. Well. I half time. I thought that game's over. I'm off yeah. to bed. So many people I saw on the NFL UK sites and stuff that were like, well, I turned off at half time, that game was done, and wake up in the morning going, what? What? Yeah. What? How was that? What? It was just insane. I mean, you, you don't have a running back like Eckler and not just feed him the ball when you're three or four touchdowns up. What were you thinking? Yeah. And surprisingly enough, he's he's no longer in a, he doesn't have the offense. Actually, Staley still has a job, but they fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah they coordinator's gone now. I mean that's that's a, that's a prime job for somebody who wants the offensive coordinator position, isn't it? With Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler. I mean, I think Sean Payton's got his eye on it now that the Rams isn't available, is he not? Is that not kind of Sean? Sean Payton was going to LA one way or another. But will, yeah, but he, will he go for his head? Will he get given the head coach position and what bumps Daly back to offensive coordinator? I, I can't see that happening. I I, don't, I, I honestly don't see. Peyton being anywhere because from what I from what I hear of obviously what the what teams are going to have to pay to mm. get Peyton in I just yes. think the Saints are going to demand too much and people aren't going to be you know there are there are good I think even I think was it the Cardinals were potentially looking at Peyton but yeah, now they have turned their attention to Brian Flores, so it's like yeah, they, they can't afford them. No, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to have to be a big name. I still, to, to be fair, to be honest, I still think it's going to be the Cowboys. Regardless, if they, I, I don't care if they go and win the Super Bowl, I still say they'll ship McCarthy out. And Jerry, Jerry, Jerry loves Jerry loves Sean. 
the Jerry, I can't see Peyton going to work under Jerry. They're just too. I mean, it's 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 a tinderbox if that happens, and it might be amazing, and it might you know win the Super Bowl and and you know have two years of complete dominance, but it will then just oh, completely implode again. And you know maybe that's what we want, but not apart from the Super Bowl, because <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be too upset if the the Cowboys organization imploded for a few years and ended up in the doldrums. But then well, you look at it. Also think about the AFC. I mean, I know it wasn't a shock, but it was it was a shock to me that the Dolphins ran the Bills as close as they did, considering well, considering they were on their third string quarterback as well and whatever else. It was like that was a pretty shocking result. I thought the Bills would absolutely steamroller. I think the, the Bills were, didn't really get out of second gear though. It didn't feel like they were they were at full full swing. They were I mean, they, as you say, they, they played it safe, they, yeah, in a way. Yeah, they they knew they could always accelerate put the you know go ahead and go and put it down but i thought it was just a lot closer than it probably really needed to be from the bills fans perspective i think they all kind of felt comfortable going in but the score line just reads a little bit too close bad coaching calls really bad coaching really calls bad. from miami at crucial times like that cost them that game because as you say sam the bills they weren't out of second gear but it was one of those ones where I'm not sure they could have really got it out of second gear if they really yeah. had to. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those games where they were just kind of stuck in it. Yeah, yeah they, they just, I think because they, they spent so, I think they spent three quarters realistically in that second gear that when they if needed Miami to... Miami had done it. Mm. Yeah, had Miami actually, you know, not had to give up two timeouts and stupid moves and not waste time and, and all the... You know, even the, that rookie O-liner who kept just making One mistakes, you know. <laughs> if, if they'd have just, you know, if they'd have Big got that, I think if they'd have got that touchdown and got that lead, I think they may have gone on to win it. Yeah. Or at least I, I mean, wouldn't have been surprised if they'd have gone on to win it. I, I said earlier, you know, about third and 12 and you're in your own kind of, what, five, six yard line, you're third and 12, you've got a rookie quarterback. And you go for verticals. I mean, you're just asking to throw up an interception. And that ball yeah. would never get anywhere near the receiver. It was easiest interception of the night, you know. And th- those are the kind of mistakes you just can't be making. You just got to hand that off, punt the ball, and play defense. You've got oh, a four point lead, even if you concede the touchdown, and maybe take them another ten minutes to get it there, and then you're kind of heading into the fourth quarter, three points down. And but you know, it was, it was like the uh, the Vikings against the Giants. They were fourth and eight, and he threw it five yards. What three are you yards. Why are you throwing yards, it five three, yards? Three-yard check down. Yeah. Like you know, and I, you saw, never... I saw something that made me laugh about that one. I know it's tongue-in-cheek and whatever else, and it's only kind of amusing because the good news story, but somebody kind of posted something going, well, you know, I know it was fourth and eight, but I threw it three yards for DeMar. It's like, oh, it's... It's not quite as funny. It's, it's funny because it's three and, you know, it's pray for DeMar and only threw it three yards on a fourth and eight. It was like, what a Kirk cousin thing to do. But I, I thought it was a kind of amusing, but it was typical of, you yeah. know, Kirk Cousins I, I, to do something as stupid as that. I see. I seen a quote from Kirk Cousins, you know, that said, oh, I had a perfect completion, three yards, got me got me a 235-day holiday weekend, you know. So I'm completion, and I'm off on holiday, see you all later. What was it? it was either I had to choose Mexico or Philadelphia or something, and I, th- I chose Mexico. I like, chose Mexico. Oh. Talking of people going on holiday on a one-way ticket, Cliff Kingsbury's not coming back, is he, apparently? No. He's headed off to he's... Thailand and says he's not going to come back. He's, at least That's he's it. not going to consider 2023 um, 
position. Strange one, isn't that? He's only young too. Mm. I think I think he, he suffered a bit at Arizona though, didn't he? I think he did. He, he I think he he got shafted a bit there. I think with yeah. everything that was going on. I mean, I, he deserved to be sacked. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I think the way that it all played out, especially with how I think the way Murray was acting, I think the way that the, the game was going, he got shafted, and I think he just it's totally uh, undermined early on, wasn't he, with that whole yeah, kind of Murray think... contract being shared and the study groups and all the shit that was early on. I mean, just no way that anyone's going to with a. And if you don't win on that season, and they had a stinker towards the end, yeah, I don't think it. I mean, it was obvious on the way out, and, and I think the GM position get... was bad as well, wasn't it? So. And he did get made the scapegoat in that. I think a bit. I mean the. The whole, like the offense, the defensive coordinators weren't great. Uh, clearly, the decisions that were made by the the GM wasn't great, but he was the one that was taking the flak. And you do find that with with a lot of, you know, that with that position, that sort of that head coach position. You're always going to be that guy, isn't it? But you just think, you know, was it really his fault? I don't think necessarily his plays were always terrible. Mm. I think, yes, he was maybe a bit. Gung ho at times, yeah. Mm. But you know, he's a young head coach. He's gonna make some wrong decisions. You gotta, you know, they don't get better without it, do they? I suppose that's the thing. They've got to, they've got to go through that. And that's one of the things about the Dolphins. You're just thinking, you know, it's McDaniel's first time as head coach, and you know, you hope that this experience is going to be learned from it and going forward, and will be stronger and better for it. And you know, to be fair, Mike Mike McDaniel's in in that first half. Made some very ballsy calls that worked. Yeah, he, and he has done throughout the season. He's made really aggressive, bold decisions that have come off. But some but of them, you know, and the, the biggest, the biggest ones didn't in the end, and that's what cost them. You know, and that's yeah, it. I mean, it's all very. That's what we remembered as well, wasn't it? Week four, you know. But you've got to do it when it counts, you know. Yeah, got a long off season to second guess and navel gaze, haven't they? So I, I think the problem was he just he that I don't know what happened in that second half, but. Time management just seemed to go completely out of the window. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I, I, it was nuts. But as, see, see, going back to the, the coach of the year conversation, I, I think that you all missed the mark because, see, for me, I think Lovey Smith deserves coach of the year. <laughs> He's for going stick up. Yeah, I know you're going to fire me in the morning. So what a, what a one, what a last week yeah, was that was literally how we just going. <laughs> You're gonna fire me, up. right? Well, I'm losing you the first first round. Yeah, you're losing them. Absolutely brilliant. What a way to go! Take that. And you, and you know what would be even funnier is if he then moved and did like move to one of the Bills as one of the coaching staff there <laughs> uh, to the to the Bears. Sorry, yeah, That'd be yeah, no. so I got you the first round pick, and you 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 get me the offensive coordinator position, and yeah. or whatever. It'd be funny. I mean, it was a beautiful moment. It was almost it was almost guaranteed. It was going to happen after that, you know. Yeah, everyone knew he was on the chopping block. Everyone knew it was almost, you know, and now, you know, I think from a draft again, perspective and everything else, it was just and on. another another one though. Where how can you expect him to do anything with that team? Team is no, dreadful. It's, it's a point in Dallas of a job for whoever gets it next as well. For me, it's just that they're an absolute disarray. They just make they they've even like they've had high like very high picks for the last few years. They just make bad decision upon bad decision, oh, and then it gets left to the head coach to try and pick up the pieces. But when you look one, at what one they year had, and out, though, isn't it? you know, just five years ago, look at what they had. You know, they had, 
they had a decent running back, you know, they had uh, Watson, they had uh, Nick Hopkins down the way, you know, they were really, really good. They had JJ mm-hmm. Watt, I mean, they were really good. And they'd made bad decisions. I mean, they tra- trading D- Hop for David, David Johnson, Johnson. one of the worst things I've ever seen. Did, did he, he actually played at the back end of the season. Who is it for now? Saints. The Saints. Saints yeah, yeah, he found a hole somewhere. I don't know how that's happened. Yeah, bizarre. There's some interesting coaching positions. And, you know, the the Texans is one of those positions is, uh, I think was probably one of the reasons that CJ Stroud thought about not declaring for the draft. Because yeah. as a young QB, and you look at that and you go, I'm going to go to the Texans. I'm going to get absolutely battered for three years and be, you know, no chance of success. Do I really want that? I wonder if that was a thought process that why he would not declare. And the the thing about it is as well, it's Texas, you know, they are massive football state, massive football state. You mm. are well known in that state. Yeah, you and can't you hide. Can you? It's the, the number one pack, you know, that's so much expected from you. And God, you the, the, the coming of the Messiah, isn't it, down there? It would be, yeah. It's uh, it'll be a tough. That would be a tough, lonely place to be. You know, it's uh, yeah. And again, they haven't. They haven't got. He hasn't got any options. Brevin. I mean, even if you look at tight end, Brevin Jordan hasn't worked out so far. They've got another rookie tight end who's. who's uh, no, they've got. They've got someone else who's. Oh, is it? Yeah, Ak- they, they have another one as well. Yeah, Akins, I think is there, and he's he's been okay, but. Their wide receivers are just non-existent. You've got no. Brandon Cooks, who clearly doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want yeah, to be yeah. there. You've got you coming back, potentially, but, I mean, that's that's a good news story, but I don't think that's going to be a... Yeah, he's not I think he's done at the Texans now. I think he was only there until the end of this year. He's yeah. gone. They don't have wide receivers. No. When you're a rookie quarterback, you need good wide receivers, and you also need a decent tight end who's going to bail you out. I mean, More you've got a rookie than one. The only you need an O-line. Yeah, you need an O-line. You know, you need an O-line. Their O-line's awful. The only saving grace is they have Damian Pierce, who is a quality yeah. member. That's, That's it. it. But again, even he, I mean, he's going to get absolutely beaten up next year, whoever's yeah. there, because as you say, the O-line is not making any holes for that guy. So I feel for anybody who goes anywhere near the Houston Texans from a <laughs> head coach position, draft position, everything else, it's... It's one of those ones where, you know, there are only 32 teams in the NFL. So, you know, there are only 32 head coach jobs. So every single one of them is, is well after. But, I mean, if I was a top head coach and That's I was off that job, I'd be looking on and I might just wait for the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to have to be a, an up-and-comer who's eager for a chance to, you know, I cannot see any established head coach with, Going in there and saying, yeah, so, you're going to have to go in there and go. Okay, this is a 10 year rebuild project. Yeah, and, and I know you're that, to, and I expect you're going to, need to give me the time and, and yeah. the chance. You're going to have it. to guarantee me that I get the next five drafts because you can't give me a two year contract and 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 hope for miracles. It's just not going to work because that is, that is a team in dire need of a complete strip back overhaul. Sell what you got. Go, you know, get as much as you can for Pierce maybe, and just really. Sure. Know, it's all the, I mean, the tank for a year or two. Pierce aside, I mean, there is nothing. There is nothing of any value whatsoever, you know. And that that's that is a proper scary place to be in when you've got a roster of fifty-four players, you know. To have fifty-four, you've got one. The only other one I think you would maybe make a case for is Derek Stingley, and I think he has done quite well. 
yeah, yeah exactly. in this position he is. But again, it's a rookie cornerback. You're expecting miracles from a rookie cornerback. Yeah, yeah. can't can't do that. Say uh, yeah, they, they need a complete, just a complete rebuild, and you need someone with experience to do that. But to get someone with experience, you need to have a. They're not going to. They're not going to touch it. Though, so, yeah, they're in a. They're in a horrible situation in Houston. That's twenty-two, but it's of their own making. It's of their own yeah. making. They're the idiots that threw away such such massive trades. I mean, yeah. what they spent for Cooks as well. They gave LA quite a bit for Cooks, did they not? Yeah. yeah, a fair bit. I they mean, fair they've bit not bit done bit. themselves any favours. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Watson trade, the Watson sitting for a year and all the hoo-ha and how they dealt with all the Watson thing as well. I don't think they've... That's you know, when they really fell apart for them back yeah. big time, you know, that the, when, that, when that all fell apart, that's when they fell apart. And it just goes to show you what a kind of... Big, when their quarterback is the man, yeah. when something like that happens, it, it, it just throws your, your, your whole entire organisation into disarray. You know, and that, that's why I'm worried about what happens when Rogers goes, because, you know, when Rogers goes, then, you know, we, we've been so quarterback-led for a decade, eh, for two decades, you know. Exactly. Been, I was going to say so it. So yeah. quarterback-led. It's kind of could, one of those ones where... Could, could the Packers be some, some a team that could try and trade up to get a quarterback if they know that Rogers is going to go? Do you trust Jordan Love? No. It's one of those ones where <laughs> no. if, if we know Rogers is going, if we know Rogers is going, then yeah, I can see that happening. And even maybe Jordan Love getting his chance next year with the rookie under, you know, Packers are. But we certainly have history of drafting a replacement and sticking them on the bench, don't you? Well, it's a bit, but we're not going to go into the market and pick up our Lamar Jackson, you know, we're not going to go and pick up our Derek Carr. We, we, don't, we don't do that in free agency, Packers. We don't play free agency like that. It's not going to happen. We are going to bring in the, the next guy who's going to come from someone's third string or someone's, you know, practice squad or the draft. That's where they'll come from. I mean, even, I think even if you love still, even if you didn't go for someone like CJ Stroud or you know Bryce Young, who are realistically going to be the top two picks, someone yeah. like Will Levis or um, is it jo- Jordan Richardson? I think is his name. Or yeah, I think there's a few. There's a few good enough guys who yeah. you know with a year of sitting and learning behind. The, the other option is: should be all right. do you maybe if you do know that you're going to have to have Jordan Love this year, do you tank this year and go and get someone like Caleb Williams the following year? That's yeah. uh, that, that's that, the other thing. how many other teams are going to be doing that? Yeah, half have, by week three or four next season, you're going to have teams <laughs> already going. Hang on, Kayla Williams is coming. We yeah. start. I, I mean, badly. Let's Rogers not let's back. not fight too much. Yeah, Rogers will come back because you. Well, Rogers is going to come back. He's not finished yet. He's going to come back and he's going to have another year. And maybe he will have a, a, a close to MVP year. You know, maybe he will do do well that's next year. Watson. He was starting to build those relationships with Watson and Dobbs and, yeah. and Lazard again. I think, and even Tunyon was. I mean, he's obviously he's not, he's had Tunyon for a while, but he was starting to build relationships. And maybe he wants to just maybe he thinks one last go. Now I've built these relationships. They know what I yeah. expect from them. Yeah, I, I think we're back. Run it back on one final one final fling. All right, we got a minute left, Giants. I'm going to give you a quick rundown. Who do we think? Getting through after this weekend. Let's start with Eagles and the Giants. Eagles. Eagles. Sorry, Johnny. It's a clean sweep. The Eagles are going to take <laughs> that one. Niners, Cowboys. Niners. Cowboys. I think the Niners are going <clears> to. Yeah, I think the home field advantage is just going to take it. Team. I think this is the shock. I think this is where the shock comes. I think Purdy's carried his, carried his rookiness as far as he can. And I think the Cowboys will come out and. 
and get him. And when they get him, they'll score enough, I think. If Parsons Just... does what Parsons does, then yeah, mm. quite easily. Yeah, it was, it's going to be it's going to be a tight. That is going to be the tightest one out of a lot of them. Plus, I can't bring myself to see Niners, so <laughs> which is fair. Which is fair. That's, and on the AFC side, behind gritted teeth. Yeah. What do we reckon? Chiefs against the Jags is is it is the Jags fairy tale over? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it it's has to be. be. Chiefs, isn't it? And then the Bengals Bills at a neutral stadium. This I'm is... going. I'm going with the Bills. This is a big one for me. I mean, I just. The Bills, you know, that I would have went for the Bills weeks ago, you know, but the Bengals will just come on to such a good game. I'm going to go for the upset and say the Bengals are going to pick them. I think the Bengals have just got, although the Bills have got that, you know, Demar, heartache, all of that sort of story and everything else. I just think the Bengals are just like they were last year. They're just hot at the right time and the Bills yeah. are suffering. The only, the only thing I think is, although they have improved the O-line, that Bills defensive line is yeah. vicious. And if uh, they can just knock a few of those Bengals about, we've seen what's happened get to, to Burroughs and... yeah. in previous years. If they get to Burroughs quick, they'll knock him off his stride. And I think yeah. that's what they'll do. And I think that's why I think, you know, once Josh Allen gets out of that second gear and starts getting to third, fourth, fifth gear, he's almost Look unstoppable. Out. Yeah. It's the the bill the bills must say uh, their captain and defence too much. They must Von Miller too much for me. And that that's uh, that since he went out there, their defence hasn't been as strong as it was when he was in there, you know, and that, that for me could be crucial in the game. I think we do have two 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 games on well, one game on either side that is I don't Pretty, want to say a dead cert he, because there is yeah. never a dead cert. Yeah, but, but yeah. You, you think it's it's two games that home team you think are pretty much yeah. narrowed on and to then you've got Two, who's playing the Eagles and who's playing the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah, and I think those second two games, I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if the Cowboys or the Niners won, and it wouldn't shock me if the Bell, the Beng, the Bengals or the Bills won. Yeah, yeah, so those those lower seeded ones are the are the games where it's really going to be at, isn't it? Because it's I mean it's fourth against second in our side, and well, fifth against second, and then it's third against fourth in the other side. You know, it, yeah. it's this or two or three or whatever it is it's. It's the perfect sort of storm. So those those are definitely the games to watch for this weekend. Gents, appreciate your time. It's been lovely catching up with you guys. Hopefully we'll um, try and organise one in between before the uh, the championship game and see where we how well we did and whether or not we, we called it. Until next time, gents, this has been Football from Across the Pond. Thanks for watching. Thank you.